everyone. It's Monday morning. Welcome to Life on Mars. I wanted to talk this morning about dreams. Number one, because dreams fascinate me. And number two, I have pretty crazy ass and sometimes awesome dreams. So, <clears throat> dreams are crazy. I'm not sure the real statistics, but I, from the people that I've talked to, I feel like a lot of people don't remember their dreams, which I would think is, <clears throat> would be horrible because I love remembering my dreams. I have like, or so from what I actually know about dreams, which isn't a lot, but so bear with me and don't take everything I say for gospel, but I think on average, um, one person dreams about like seven different dreams in one night and then they only remember or sometimes don't remember, but like one or two. So for me, um, I'm not sure, I guess my mind just works differently. I remember most of my dreams and they're really cool, um, but also sometimes not at all. Um, I've had uh, sleep paralysis before, which is a really awful thing. People talk about how, like, they, they try to lucid dream, but it can lead to sleep paralysis. Honestly, just don't even do it, because sleep paralysis is awful. You just, you know you're sleeping, and you might know you're dreaming, or you're not even dreaming, and you just can't wake yourself up, and like you feel literally paralyzed uh and sometimes that's like accompanied by not being able to breathe and then it's also accompanied by nightmares so sometimes I'll have sleep paralysis I'll be like on my couch wrapped up in a blanket and I won't be able to to wake myself up but it also feels like you're trapped inside um the blanket so like you're suffocating yourself sort of which is <laughs> super fun obviously everyone wants to deal with that um <clears throat> but it's crazy because in my dream I'll be trying to wake myself up and I'll be like putting all of my energy into like moving my arm or something like that and I can't even do that so again Lucid dreaming, well, it might be cool, and it's really not because all of my lucid dreams are nightmares. Uh, don't do it. So, <clears throat> back to back to dreams, though. Uh, <laughs> this is, um, I mean, it's not random because it's what I've been doing in my life. So, I went to Comic-Con yesterday in Boston. It was super fun. I mean, I wish I'd been able to go all three days, but I'll take what I can get. And I met James and Oliver Phelps, the Weasley twins. So I've had Harry Potter on my mind for a while now. So last night, or I guess it was really this morning, I had a dream about Tom Felton, who played Draco Malfoy. And it was like I was at Comic-Con again, and we were doing like an autograph thing. And instead of, like, leaving, I just sat in the room for the entire rest of the day 
and watched him sign other people's like pictures and stuff and then at the end of it um he came over to talk to me or something like that I don't know maybe I went over to talk to him but I ended up getting his phone number and we had dinner plans and then I woke up <laughs> isn't that awful usually that's like I don't know what is happening in your brain but right before a dream ends is the awesome part so like I had his phone number which of course I can't remember now but like in my dream I think there were letters in it so it's definitely not real obviously um but so like I had his phone number he we were going out to dinner and then I woke up to my alarm and then I tried to snooze it one last time I'd already snoozed it like 20 minutes worth or I guess since you know I have an iPhone it would have been like 27 or 18 minutes worth so I snoozed it so long and then I snoozed it one last time just to see if I could get back into the dream and go out to dinner with Tom Felton and it didn't happen so I dragged myself out of bed got ready for work and here we are <clears throat> but that would actually be a really cool thing so when I went to Comic-Con um, yesterday and I met Oliver and James Phelps <clears throat> I, I got them to autograph something for sort of an absurd amount of money but Harry Potter was my childhood so it was worth every penny um, and they're really cool dudes <clears throat> I don't know I feel like American celebrities and um, celebrities from England or the UK are completely different. Um, at least, I think it's only because I've only met celebrities from that are British, which is actually interesting now that I think about it. But they're always so nice, and they're just normal people. And I don't know, that's probably how American celebrities are too, but I just hate American culture, so just kidding, I don't. But the whole like Hollywood and California and like the obnoxious celebrities, that's all that like is all over <clears throat> social media and all of that nonsense. So that's just what I attribute to every American celebrity. Actually, I guess I'm wrong now because I went to a panel at Comic-Con and Evangeline Lilly was doing a panel and she's really cool. I like her. <clears throat> Pretty like down to earth, super nice too. I didn't get to meet her, which um, I wish I could have, but I had already spent like $200. So uh, yeah, bank account is lacking right now. Um, as I'm about to move to a different country. So yeah, but she was, she was really cool. And I'm a huge fan of Lost. So, you know. <clears throat> but I definitely, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure if I've talked about this before, but I'm trying to get into the, not the celebrity sphere. I don't want to be a celebrity. I don't want to like have my face plastered all over shit but it would be cool to be around those types of people just because they're so influential and successful 
and I'm really interested in film and TV and books, so that would be cool. <clears throat> It'd be cool if I, I could be friends with, with someone cool. Just kidding, I love all my friends. Anyway, <clears throat> so that was really cool, and I am excited to move to England, and hopefully I will have time to finish my book. Which, I guess that's that's a good thing to talk about next. Because I was obviously running out of things to talk about, if you couldn't tell. I really gotta make, like, a list of things that I should talk about. Like, generally, my stream of consciousness brings me to the next subject. But, you know, I, I almost lost it there. So, my book. Um, I've... Actually, this is this is cool. So I started writing my book because of a dream that I had. Full circle here. It's good. Uh, so yeah, I, I had this crazy dream. Um, it wasn't even that crazy. It was just that it was so vivid um, that I needed to write out the scene. And I'm much better with word or not. <laughs> I'm much better writing than I am speaking. So, it, like, I needed to, because I knew what I saw, and I knew that I could write out a description, and then that way I could verbalize the description. I don't know, that's just how my brain works. Um, I'm okay with it, except for when I'm trying to do a podcast, and I have no idea what to say, and it's not eloquent, but that's beside the point. My book, I Had a Dream. I'm not sure how the dream started because you never know how dreams start. You're just sort of right in the middle of them. And it's like a post-apocalyptic world. <clears throat> and I walk into this uh, building that's like has this rusted door that when you open it, it scrapes along the pavement. And, like, the outside of the building has burn marks all over it. And, like, windows are broken. And, um, general post-apocalyptic. And it's sort of in a city, but it's not a city city. So, <clears throat> it's like, uh, sort of a post-apocalyptic ghost town. And I scrape open the door, walk up the steps, uh, in the hallway, which obviously, like, echo with every step you take and you're scared and all of that and uh, but I'm going to meet someone so it's fine I know it's okay well ish relatively and so I open the next door and I turn around the corner and there's this old lobby and um in the lobby there's other like burn marks on the walls and like the curtains have frayed the windows popped open a little so the curtains are billowing in the wind and in the middle of the lobby there's this old decrepit orange couch I don't know why it's orange people always say oh the writer had intentions with every single color or name that they gave someone it's just like no that's too much effort like I get it for main characters and like very obvious symbolism but no the couch is orange because that's just what I dreamt of and I don't know color scheme wise it made sense 
so this couch is orange and it's not like a nice couch it has like old florally patterns on it and that's fraying and there's like holes in it with the stuffing coming out and on the couch is um for <laughs> Just so I don't have to describe everything, um, or no. So, in in the dream, the man on the couch is Evan Peters. Like, 100%, it's him. And <clears throat> so, I, I love Evan Peters. He's one of my favorite actors. Uh, so, he's sitting on this couch, and it's the, the blonde Evan Peters. Um, you know, any American Horror Story fan knows blonde Evan Peters not the super blonde one not like platinum or whatever it was the eh. it's more of like a dirty blonde now but it's like the longer hair scraggly a little bit so he's sitting on this this couch reading a book and I can't remember I think it, it was Romeo and Juliet or something like that um <clears throat> and then he like or looks over the book and then finally takes the book away and he's beautiful. So I, I totally lost him with the description, but so I had this dream and then he was like going to lead me on the rest of the journey. That is the book. Uh, so I had this dream and I was just like, I need to fucking write this down. Number one, Number two, I need to create a world that this scene could happen in. Number three, I need to write a book. Number four, have Evan Peters star in it. So, Evan Peters, if you're listening, because I know you are, because I'm going to get really popular with this podcast. (laughs) But I'm writing a book. (laughs) This is a long story. That was the dream that created my, or that was the inspiration to write it. I'm about 10,000 words in. Um, I honestly have no idea what that means anymore because I haven't uh, added to it in so long that I don't remember anything. Um, So I've written about 10,000 pages. I've been going back and forth between wanting to do it as one book as a trilogy, as, um, like a, a, a novella that could have a prequel or a sequel. But the whole concept, uh, in this world and, um, copyright, no one can steal my ideas. Um, in this world, there's been a sort of bio, bio disaster for lack of a better term, because I haven't thought of one yet. And this disease has been released into the U.S. And it's, like, killed off a fifth of the population, which is a lot. I know. And then um, it's still infected another large percent of the population. There are some people who are safe. And then, excuse me, I'm pretty into sci-fi and nerdy stuff, so the disease for a small select group of the population has given them superpowers, 
not like super superpowers. It's more of just like sense enhancing powers or like psychic-ish sort of things. It's not, um, I guess actually telekinesis would be one, but it's not like crazy superpowers. Like no one's going to be able to fly, for example, because <clears throat> as cool as that would be, <clears throat> oh my gosh, I need some water. <clears throat> as cool as a flying superhero would be, I don't have the budget for that in the movie that I'm going to make. That was all in air quotes. Um, so then, uh, yeah, so that's the concept. And the part of the book, so this is where I'm like, do I make a prequel? Do I just make it like a part one, two, three book? Um, but the whole story starts with this girl. Her name's Juliet. And she, um, I haven't flushed out all the ideas, but the, the beginning idea is that she's part of this medical, um, experiment and, um, she lives with a guy. His name is James. So it's Juliet and James. And, uh, so like it's, everything's happy and life is great. And then she does this medical experiment and then things start getting weird and then the the bio disaster happens and after that like people are separated people die I'm not gonna spoil anything because I don't want to <laughs> um so like people get separated people die then she's like sent on this quest to meet this guy who, um, I forgot what I named him. Blake. His name's Blake. Um, so he's, or Juliet set off on this quest to meet Blake. And basically find the cure and save the world. So, uh, yeah. And so Juliet obviously has a power. Her best friend, Cass, has a power. By the way, I started watching Supernatural after I started writing this book, so I stand by naming a female character Cass. And it's for um, Cassiopeia, not Castiel. So it's fine. Uh, and then uh, Blake has a superpower as well. And then most of the people they meet do have them, um, but some people don't. And those people are super scared, obviously, because they, they don't know whether they will live or die from the disease. Um, yeah, so that's basically the concept of my book. And I've changed it a lot, and there's a lot that I've written that doesn't really fit into the story I want to write anymore. Which is really sad, because it took me a lot of, like, time, energy... Like, when I write, I feel like I'm putting a piece of my soul into it, and I feel like I've, I just, like, it's sad. I don't want to take it out. Like, I put so much into it. My, my soul is part of it. I don't want to delete it, but I'm probably going to have to because my, my vision of this book has changed so much. Um, but yeah, 
So I'm really excited about that. And when I move to England, I'm hoping that I will have the time to continue writing. And um, I do want to get it published. And it would be really cool if it was popular and then turned into a film. Because I also have done some amounts of, like, directing. Um, I know it's not really relevant, but stage managing. So I'm, I'm like, aware of what things take usually for plays. And I feel like my experience could make me... Uh, like, how I write the book is going to be good for turning into film. Um, so that's the dream. And I'm just hoping that... So, like, that's the level of famous I want to get. I want to be a famous author who's heart and soul of books got turned into movies and I just hope I'm more of a JK Rowling than a Stephanie Meyer because fuck Twilight <clears throat> on that note I'm actually close to work now so I guess that is where I'm going to leave you today Martians I know you love being called that because there are so many of you and I know you like it um so until next time, I'll leave you with uh, <clears throat> one of my favorite songs right now, and then you can um, turn off this podcast, I guess. I don't know. I gotta figure out a better way to sign off. <laughs> See you later.